I know a little bit about the wind, its power and its unpredictability, because I grew up in the panhandle of Texas. Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> so there was once upon a time, uh, we were building hog houses up in Sunray, Texas. It's so far north, it's almost Oklahoma. So my dad was a contractor builder, and uh, this particular day, the wind was blowing hard, 60, 90 miles an hour at a time. And we were out here on these flat plains, and there was this bunk of aluminum siding. There were sheets of four foot wide and about 16 foot long, and they were held together with these metal straps. And the wind was picking up those sheets of aluminum, and finally it broke the straps. And these sheets of aluminum started to be picked up by the wind, and they were flying through the air off all around us, and we dove like soldiers into our foxholes. Because those pieces of aluminum, they would hit a, a pole and they would just be like aluminum wrap, just like that. Razor sharp. We crawled around like soldiers. We went behind this bunk of aluminum sheeting and we found some trusses, those triangle things that hold up the roof. And we got them, we laid them on top from the backside and cut that off right there. That's my story about the power and unpredictability of the wind in the panhandle of Texas. You know a little bit about the wind and its power and its unpredictability that the wind blows where it wills. I have some images for you. Help me with these images here. What is this? Wind socks. Wind so it tells us which way the wind is blowing when a plane is, is trying to land. What's the next one here? Yeah, I bet some of you even have this on, on your house, right? Weather vane, something like that. Yeah, what's the next one? Ah, oh, don't you just go, ah, oh, huh? Windmills like in Holland, yes. And then next one. Oh, windmills here, not quite as, not quite as showy as, as there in Holland, yes. But necessary to bring up water from the ground. And the next one. Oh, we've seen a lot more of these in recent years. Drive towards Sweetwater, right? Wow. Harvesting the wind, wind turbines. Yeah, next one here. Anybody have this in your backyard? Yeah, yeah. Wind chimes. Okay, next one. Sometimes it happens around here. It blows so hard, we see the effects of the wind. How about this next one here? Now, this reminds me of the panhandle of Texas. You could see the dust storm coming in on the wind. Yes? And the next one here. Yeah, what do you call this? Uh, anometer has that right? It measures the anemometer. Can you? Okay, thank you. And it points the direction and the, the speed of the wind. Yeah. And the next one. Oh, this looks like fun, doesn't it? Yeah. Hang gliding here, so yeah. And the next one, oh, oh, how pretty. Yes, the wind, we capture, sailboat. Next one, oh, one of the kids, or Jenny, you were talking here with the kids about the power of the wind, ah, the tornadoes that come. This next one you're not going to like. This is Katrina. That's what it looked like in the Gulf of Mexico. It was about to hit the Gulf Coast in New Orleans there. The wind blows where it wills. On the day of Pentecost, they were all gathered together in that upper room. Were they there waiting on the wind? Or were they there because they were afraid of those that might attack them? Jesus had been killed. Would, would they be next? We, we don't know. But the wind came in a powerful way, and somehow they were made different after that moment. Is that the same wind that was blowing at creation 
Remember Genesis, very first chapter, the second verse, the wind was blowing across the face of the water. And then is that the same wind that was in chapter two there in Genesis where the Lord God got down and took just the elements of the earth and, and fashioned a human being out of it, but the human being wasn't alive until the Lord God went and blew the breath of life. And then we became who we are because of God's wind, God's spirit in us. The wind blows where it will. Sometimes we're made new creation. She grew up in another faith tradition that didn't recognize the leadership of women in the church. She felt a very strong calling from a young age, but she couldn't act on that. She grew up in generational poverty, as she tells her story. She was the first one in her family to go to college. In fact, she went on and she got her PhD in chemistry, and she used to work with David at Radian. Was it? Yeah. She became a part of the Methodist church, and there she felt that call to ministry being affirmed. People saw the spiritual gifts in her. Some people said, why don't you go to seminary? Why don't you become a pastor? And so she did. And that's how I got to know her. And her name is Tina Carter. And it's Pastor Tina at Parker Lane United Methodist Church. And the spirit, the wind blows where it wills. And it calls not just men, but men and women and people of all ages and creates a new creation in us. Is that the same wind that was in Peter? When, when did we last see Peter in the story of Jesus? Do you remember this? There was that nighttime, and some people said, aren't you one, one of his followers? And what did Peter say? I don't know him. Three times he denies him. Peter shuts down. But what happens here? The Holy Spirit comes, and what is Peter doing? He's preaching the gospel. He's telling good news. He takes his passage from the prophet Joel, and he's... Preaching and people are converted. 3,000 people are baptized on this day. He had a problem with addiction. He was addicted to, por to pornography. He would have a job and he would keep it until they would find out he was spending most of his time online going places that he wasn't supposed to go. And he'd lose a job, stay unemployed for a while and find another job. But he said, these Christians, they're awful sneaky. Sometimes on those websites, you'll click on a link and it'll take you to a place and there'll be some Christians there that are waiting for people just like you. And some of those people helped get him into a 12-step recovery group for his addiction. And he started going back to church. And he started becoming alive again. And he gave his testimony in my former church. His name was Tim. And there he went from this life of shame and guilt, a hidden part he would never talk about, to being this spokesperson for God and telling others about the power of Jesus Christ and how the Holy Spirit had come into his life. The wind blows where it wills. And it's calling all kinds of people all kinds of people. On, on this day, Pentecost Day, we call it the birthday of the church. A, a, a new, 
organization, a new relationship is born. Can I talk about a birthday just for a moment? This is going to be a little humorous, I hope for you. It's a little pause in the heaviness of this message today. So last Sunday, we were coming back from the all-church retreat, which was a holy time. I thought just wonderful time. Something beautiful happened there, these 150 people. We were coming back from Mo Ranch, which was along the, the Guadalupe River, past Hunt, Texas. I came back on that Sunday. It was Mother's Day, right? It was my mother's 90th birthday also. <laughs> the family had gathered at Kerrville, Texas, where my sister Kathy had just moved a little while ago. And my mom's children and grandchildren were there, and it was just a wonderful time. They, they asked me to do the prayer, because I'm the preacher in the family, right? Yeah. So, and my mom's only great-grandchild, a little boy named Chase, he's about three years old, they said, let's do our prayer hands. And so Chase, he took his hands and he goes like this. <laughs> the wind blows where it wills, okay? okay. <laughs> I'm not making that up. I say the prayer, I can barely choke it out. I'm so overcome with emotion talking about the, all of us gathered here with my mom. After that, we had the birthday cake. So there's the sheath cake there, right? Do you see it? We didn't light 90 candles. We were afraid of setting off the fire alarm. <laughs> we had just two candles, a nine and a zero. They lit those candles. Chase, you know, he hasn't been around too many birthday parties. And when it was, it was for him. Boy, he zeroed in on those candles. He's coming across the room. The candles are lit. He thinks it's for... Nothing can stop him. He goes to those candles, and he blows the candles out. The wind blows where it wills, okay? In the birthday of the church, something happened, and all kinds of people were being included. The doors of the church blew open. In this church, the doors are being blown open. There's a movement within the United Methodist Church called the Reconciling Ministries Network. It's to be fully inclusive of all kinds of gender identifications. That's the most radical kind of thing. But it's people that are dis, uh, differently abled, we would say, and, and uh, just all ages and all types of people, all races and ethnic, just all kinds of stuff. We want to be fully inclusive. There was one Sunday school class in this church that was affiliated with the Reconciling Ministries Network. That was our Journeys class. That was the only group until Wednesday night when the chancel choir met, and after prayerful discernment, they said, we want to be identified in that way too. We want to be affiliated with the Reconciling Ministries Network. Something is being born. The wind blows where it wills. The United Methodist Church is a denomination. This, this worldwide denomination is meeting right now in Portland, Oregon. If you haven't been following the news, look at it, because there's going to be some stuff coming up this next week about this very issue, all right? About how inclusive, how open we will be. I'm praying that this is true. What happened at Pentecost a long time ago is happening still today, that the wind blows where it wills. Her name is Nadia. She serves a Lutheran church in Denver, Colorado. The name of the church is 
a house for all sinners and saints. She doesn't look like me. She's a lot taller, and she's tattooed just all over the place. She really feels a calling from God to be this inclusive, this wide open, a house for all sinners and saints, even the name of the church. But something was happening in her little church. She said, you know, drag queens and homeless people, they feel welcome here. But she said, I'm, I'm feeling threatened now because people who wear dockers, <laughs> I got dockers on this morning, people who wear dockers and eat at Applebee's are starting to come in. She felt threatened by this, that people who are the parents of those that are normally in her church were coming to her church. She was afraid that they were going to lose their boutique understanding <laughs> of who they were. So even in the Lutheran church, they have meetings. And so a big meeting was called to determine the future of the church, the nature of the church, and how they were going to handle this. So Nadia called up her friend Russell before the meeting to get a little pep talk from her friend Russell. And Russell said, oh yeah, that's right. You say that you welcome all people, but now you have a problem with people in Dockers and eat at Applebee's. And she goes, what kind of encouragement is that? <laughs> You're supposed to tell me something different. He didn't. He told her the truth about the wind blowing where it wills. They came to the church meeting, and there was a transgender person there named Asher. And he said, I want to go on the record to say that I'm glad that we're welcoming people who look like my mom and dad because I can't have a relationship with my mom and dad. The wind blows where it wills. I think the wind is always blowing us towards community and including more people in community, more people who are following Jesus Christ, who are empowered by his spirit. Sometimes that wind blows against us and says you're going the wrong way. Sometimes that wind is behind us and it's encouraging us, but it's always blowing us towards more community. Where is the wind blowing in your life? Where's the wind blowing in this church, in the United Methodist Church, in, in the church with a capital C, the worldwide church? Where's the wind blowing in our world today? Here's the good news I have to share with you. The wind blows where it wills. Amen. We take an offering at this time. And we pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and make us the church you intend. Come with your power. Come with your unpredictability. Come with your encouragement. Come blowing off our doors and our prejudices and our preconceptions. Come and bring the presence of Jesus near us. May this offering go to bring about his healing in this world so that all of his children may come home to him. Amen.